Money FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings. Wide World on Money FM 89.3. Welcome back to Saturday Mornings here on Money FM. In our Wired World segment today, we are so happy to have Jana Marziskova with us, the CEO and co-founder of Meido, and she loves data. We are talking about the importance of having a foundation in tech and data and digital these days, how to upskill. Jana, it's such a pleasure to have you with us in the studio today. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, and good morning. Give us, give us an overview. Look, first of all, what you're doing with Meiro, your company, and how that dovetails into She Loves Data, which is a non-profit. Look, it's actually all merged together to the one topic that is data and the data literacy and how we need at any level of our society, organization, businesses, turn data from being a cost to being an asset. Mm. And uh, in order to do that, in the world full of uh, technology, we're living in uh, technology and digital revolution times, you know, everything is changing so rapidly. So we need to look at how to make our businesses profitable. We need to be smarter. And this is basically possible with data. So what I do as my day-to-day business, we turn the customer data into valuable, actionable insights. So you can understand the behavior of your customers that is changing as well with, you know, how we consume data, how we communicate, how we behave while shopping, everything's going online. So organizations need to be smarter to understand this ever-changing behavior, but as well, the consumers are less loyal because there are so many choices. So you as a brand, as an organization, have such an asset in collecting all the data from various different channels, uh, tools, systems, and look at it from a holistic view so that you can create relevant and very, I would say, intimate relationships with your clients so they Mm. understand you understand them. Mm. Nice. Uh, What is interesting, we've had people talk about data on our show before, and I think every single one of them has been a man. You are the first woman. Uh, While you were talking there, you made me think of my Chinese goddaughter, my Kailoi in uh, Cantonese, who is studying a degree in data. She's just gotten a government scholarship, and she says she's still a minority on campus. Why is it so important to you that women know about and work in data? Look, it's very pragmatic. Uh, when we work with data, and especially now in a world of open AI, the artificial intelligence, the algorithms, we need to create diverse groups of people around the technologies and around data so that the results and the hypothesis we actually put in are viewed from various different viewpoints and perspectives. So we consider all the people out there Um, their way of functioning and Mm. thinking so that the results are for all of them, not just one specific group of people who are actually designing those algorithms and those systems. Mm. So, so that's, that's very pragmatic to, to create a better world. We need to have a diverse groups working with technologies, with algorithms, with AI as we go forward. So women are very obvious group that is not represented. So it's easy to understand that, you know, if we start there, we start to change the environment. So that's why in 2016, 
You know, when I was uh, at my day job, I talked to C-level people about business because data is equal to business today. And many of them kind of feel, and they would express it or not, that they do not have such a depth uh, of understanding what the technology can do for their businesses. So they have other people in the organization doing all those different strategies and applying tech and digital tools into their organizational processes. And what I realized is that women often they step back or we women, we step back and we don't take a um, really active role in discussing those mm. issues, what needs to be done. Yeah. And if we support women in feeling a little bit more confident by having this foundational knowledge, what data, tech and digital space can bring, then they can grow in their careers mm. and they can get the seat by the table. And we have a better organizational discussions. Absolutely. We're speaking with Jana Marziskova, the CEO and co-founder of Meido, a data agency, and also She Loves Data. And Jana, your, your point earlier about look, organizations have so much data, mountains of data. This has been something discussed for many years, and they just didn't know what to do with it or how to do it. They've been collecting it you know, forever, whether it's uh, data from an app or the, the credit card data they get from customers or whatever at point of sale. And, and now your point about helping them to understand how to actually use that. When when you're doing some of the training that you do, especially in uh, She Loves Data, is it just for somebody who would be a data scientist or could it be for a marketeer or a, an ad person, salesperson, a CEO, C-suite person? How, how do you begin to chunk down who needs to learn about this and the specific lines that they need to understand about what data can offer to them. It's a big, I mean, it's a, it's a big world out there, right? When it comes to data. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then, and it's going to increase, mm. um, you know, the amount of data and what we can it's going do one way. It. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so there is no way to kind of say like, I'm not going to participate. Right. So every professional has to have some foundational data and technical and digital knowledge. Mm. And so I believe that everyone who is using Excel or using a computer needs to understand, you know, that exactly what you said, if you go to website or mobile app, what is happening with my data and what the organizations can do with that in order to make my shopping and communication experience better. And understanding that, I believe that organizations to then, they, they need to have a business plan that actually consists of data strategy and digital strategy on an organizational level. We need to have that on a society level, so governments mm-hmm. as well. So it's really going across the entire society. Mm. Everyone needs to understand that there is a foundational literacy in tech that we will need to have. And we will not get it. It's not a one-off thing, you know, that, okay, I go through this course and then I'm going to be okay. It is a constant upskilling. Yeah. We will not be able to say like, hey, we've done because we've seen what happened with the open AI, chat GPTs in the last, what, what is it, you know, since November last year. It's been an incredible evolution in how we use data and what kind of results we can do with it. You know, I listen to a lot of political podcasts and they're all saying the same thing now. Governments are focusing on day-to-day domestic issues, geopolitical issues such as Ukraine, China and so on, when really they should be focusing on AI and the consequences of AI for every economy individually and the global economy 
and we're still not quite fully understanding the economic, social, political consequences of AI mm. even now. What are your thoughts on that? Look, I think uh, that the governments and um, um, across uh, country governing organizations should come up with some strategy how we're going to govern the open wow. AI. So it is like about regulating. framework. Absolutely. Wow. We need to have that. And um, why I think it's important to do it now, and, and look, the scientists, um, I've been listening to a few podcasters, uh, it's never stopping. Yeah. And the, informations are, uh, the information is evolving around this topic as well. But a lot of scientists from the field are calling for pause until we have some regulatory framework. And I feel it's important to start with that. And we need to talk about that because we need to understand whether you are talking to a human or you yeah. are talking to a machine. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because Sam Altman, the, the CEO of OpenAI, which is, of course, behind ChatGPT, he even uh, was talking to Congress in the U.S. And, and asking them, please, we need government help. We need government involved in exactly what you said, figuring out where the where the lines are, where the lanes are that should be uh, that should be adhered to, and and to make sure that bad actors don't take this and really mm. run with it. Because we all know it's so easy to do, create the fakes now, fake voices, fake. You know, we can have you saying just about anything we want now that we have a good a great sample of your voice. Uh, your voice is not your own anymore, potentially, right? All of us, right? Not just you. So it, it, it is, it's daunting though, isn't it? To think about how you're going to get everybody on board with this. When you think about airline regulation, right? Airliners have been regulated globally for many decades now for the safety of all. And it's almost, and it's one of the safest modes of transport ever. But it's, it's almost like we have to do that with AI. We have to get some sort of a global standard of mm. what is safe and what isn't safe. How do we get there? Well, I wish I had the answer <laughs> because I would not sit here yeah, right now. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think there are so many um, smart people trying to figure it out. And I think it's great that the discussion is happening. And it's important that we basically don't let the commercial um, subjects to regulate this. It has to come from the governmental yeah, perspective. Yeah. So we'll see what's going to happen. The discussions are going on. This is good. But I think as well, we have to understand that, you know, we cannot be scared because this is where we're going. Mm. So how are we going to embracing that is on us, each individual can go and understand what it means, artificial intelligence, and how can you deploy it to your work mm. and private life and how you can actually change and automate some of the manual processes that we've been doing. Mm. So it is, I feel it's very positive. It's going to incredibly change our lives we will, you know, come back a few years later to this point thinking like, oh, remember, you know, <laughs> sure. how we were all playing with that and yeah. did not understand the consequences and the possibilities as well. Yeah. So, you know, I want to keep positive tone around AI mm. um, personally, mm. but as well, the understanding of the need of the regulation is here and it's clear. And um, yeah, coming back to the education, right? And mm -hmm. coming back to upskilling and a certain level of literacy. So you understand what you mentioned, Glenn, mm. all the possible deep fakes, mm. all the possible searches for a true source of origin, you know, what you are 
uh, viewing as a product of the digital and yeah. technology. Well, well, just to stay with that, I know we don't have much time, but and it's a massive topic. Just broadly for our listeners, what would be a couple of concerns, but also a couple of benefits that we should think about looking forward with AI? I think, um, so what I believe is that AI will be part of our day-to-day life. It is for many people already it after eight months. It has been for decades, right? Yeah. I mean, it, has really. been, it has been for decades, yeah. but now it's used differently. Yeah. Yeah. But so, so I feel the automation is going to be very important. The creative field will be impacted or is already impacted. You know, look at the mid-journey, the, the visuals that we can create. There was a movie that was created by AI completely, visuals, voice, the storyline, everything. So the creative field will be, you know, benefiting from that. But as well, we need to kind of understand that there will need to be, I would say, governance of that. And we will um, need to be able to edit and verify the sources. Um, so those will be a different ways to function and work. Um, and I think if we have a proper framework for governance, whatever it's going to be, that I feel that the possibilities are limitless. Upskilling, learning about these things. What is the best way for anyone who's listening right now, male or female, to say, hey, you know what, I, I like the way this sounds. I need to figure out what I don't know. I need to know what I don't know. How do, how do they contact you? How do they, how do they get on that journey to start learning? Shelovesdata.com. Um, you will find our programs. Um, what is important to say that you don't need to have any type of technical or digital background. Mm. Um, it's important for everyone to know that you don't need to be intimidated when you start learning. There are beginners courses and there are discussions, you know, in the groups. There is a peer to peer to peer networking. So the She Loves Data community consists today of um, about 30,000 people. Oh. Um, we have about 180 volunteers and volunteering instructors right now. We are working on digital trends and digital analytics for everyone to understand what is Web3, what is NFTs, what is the matter world's mm-hmm. um, um, you know, future. So it's, um, it's exciting that there are so many new topics coming in. And, and, and anyone, any age can get any in age, this, right? Any age, Never too any young, gender. never too old. And I think yeah. this is important. Yeah. We have to keep the relevancy, you know, as we grow older in our profession. So, uh, And I just wanted to add that She Loves Data, this is important, received the 2019 Diversity Initiative Award in Asia. You are far too modest. You've been on the Singapore 100 Women in Tech, which is absolutely magnificent. Mm. One of... Uh, named the top 25 business women in the Czech Republic. I mean, just briefly, why is it so important to you to get more women involved in this? Look, I've been the only female um, in so many rooms and so many meetings on so many conferences. And I think what we need to do now is to be role models for a new generation that is coming up um, to kind of showcase that it's possible no matter where you're coming from who you are Mm, that mm. you can make it up there and make a difference and as well for the organizations to help them navigate through this kind of leadership gap that we have so that the leaky pipeline in the careers of some women are it's changed and it's a properly progressive (laughs) so that organizations can change the processes on their side and support you know, women on their careers, because I think we will have much better world yeah. if we have a diverse leadership groups on the 
business level, but as well society level. She loves data. We are so happy to have you with us today, Yana. Yana Marzizkova, the CEO and co-founder of Meido, and she loves data. Thanks for being with us. We certainly hope you'll come back again and, and bring women with you, other women that you've trained and that are, that are speaking on this topic. Absolutely. Let's, have, let's continue this discussion. Absolutely. Truly inspirational. Yeah. Thank you so much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.